just jumping in really quickly at the start of today's episode to tell you about some upcoming opportunities to see us live in the flesh. And you can see us live at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival 2024. We are doing three live podcasts on Sundays at 3.30 at Basement Comedy Club, April 7, 14 and 21. You can get tickets at dogoonpod.com. Matt, you're also doing some shows around the country. That's right. I'm doing shows with Saren Jaimana, who's been on the show before. We're going to be in Perth in January, Adelaide in February, Melbourne through the festival in April and then Brisbane after that. I'm also doing Who Knew It's in Perth and Adelaide. Uh, details for all that stuff at mattstewartcomedy.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky, and as always, you're going to hear from Jess Perkins and Matt Stewart right now. Oh, hello, Dave. Hello, Jess. Good to be here. Hi, Jess. Oh, Jess is... She's fucking with you. She's not going to talk. She said she was going to talk, so she's not going to talk. Well, I don't... Sass twins. I don't even want you to talk, Jess. Well, oh, oh, you bloody... She never does what I say. (laughs) Jess, don't slap yourself in the face. I'm not an idiot, Dave. Well, well that would have worked on me. <laughs> Matt, hey, Dave, don't slap yourself in the face. It worked on him. Hey, Dave, why don't you know on the live episode you do this, but you never in the studio audiences, you never start by going. Studio audiences? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I have noticed that people. Multiple people now have commented that they really enjoy that I do that. And I never noticed that I did that. And I'm glad that I was bringing joy without even knowing it. So basically, we do the live episodes if you haven't heard one. And as I approach the stage, sometimes it feels like the theme song isn't enough to get the applause going that starts a live show. So I approach the microphone by going, yeah, (laughs) and then people applaud and... uh, Wow. You're a natural that? born hype man. Yeah. Oh, I love to, in, I live to hype. It's yeah. In your blood. And you hype to live. Oh, I, anyway, shall we do this show? Yes, we should do this show. Let me explain to you. Now, this is a show where, where one of the three of us, us is going to is report, going report on a topic, on topic to the other yeah, two. True. They don't know don't what know it, is, it is. And it's and me. It's me. That's going to report. It's going to report. Top. It's me at the top. Ick. Ick. And you're going to start by asking a question. And that question, Dave. Today, tonight. I think I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. No, I never get Dave's. He's a hard. 
Well, I've gone more um, open philosophical with this question. Fuck. That's, no, so I need get very specific. I, okay. So, Jess, you want a specific question? Well, it is still no, it's open. Fine. It's what fine. is the most terrifying transport? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, boat. Airplane. It oh. is an airplane. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. It's also, one of I said airplane, meaning seaplane, but I got it technically by saying airplane. Now I'm the idiot. Airplanes are my. I would have thought it would have been something like. Um, monster dog truck or something. Yeah, monster dog truck. And I wish you wouldn't say that um, when we just said we're flying to yeah, Sydney. I was about to say we fl- uh, travelled interstate together, but I don't know if all three of us have ever been on the same flight. What and that- the fuck is wrong with you? I think that might be because just like the, the president can't yeah. travel with the, the vice president. And the, the original Big Bopper. But also... We don't want to fall for that again. We're Big Bopper famously died in a plane crash. We're not going to go up, the three of us together, to Sydney anyway. Great. Good. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I'm flying up from Tassie because I've got a gig down at Joker's. If you're there on the Wednesday before whatever that date is, you should go 20... down... Be the 22nd of August. 22nd of August. And if I'll... you're in Hobart, come see me at the Joker's Comedy Club. Nice. Nice. I think we'll all be separate on the way up. Maybe on the way back, we'll finally have the Holy Trinity on one airplane. Adorable. <sighs> I can't handle it. One Just full row of do go on. And we can Stop finally it. say, welcome to plane. <laughs> it's, a, it's a deep cut. Anyway, so your report's about aeroplane. Well, one specific aeroplane. Oh. And I'm sorry, Jess, this may put you off flying for a little bit. Don't. I mean, I'm literally flying. I'm flying to Sydney next weekend. Don't do that. Is it a ghost plane? Ooh, okay. I'm back on board if it is. <gasps> <laughs> I gasp within my gasp. <laughs> My my normal gasp did a mini gasp inside of it. Uh, yeah, that, that was cool. That was cool. <laughs> Double gasp. Ghost All gasp. All right, what plane are you talking about? So this about? topic was suggested by Connor Wilson from Ireland. Connor is at Full Metal Fleece on Twitter. Go check him out. All right, so my topic is all about Juliana Kupka. Have you ever heard of no. this name? No, is she an aeroplane? No, but she... Uh, she had a brush with an aeroplane in the 1970s. She had a brush with one. Oh, yeah. That doesn't like, sound good Like at walk, all. walking down the street and they just touch shoulders? No, no, no. So she brushed her braids with an aeroplane in the 1970s. She brushed braids? That, yeah. Uh, it was the 70s, Jess. That would be hard. It's a different time. You weren't alive, Matt was. True. Yeah. We were all doing it back then. Brushing braids. Brushing our braids. Yeah. I braided my beard. I brushed my braided beard back then. Mm-hmm. Couldn't okay. Quite, couldn't quite do another B. <laughs> Back then. Back then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we begin? Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> this time, let's just finish there. Yeah. Come on, Dave. Just um, I'm just, just read I'm... out the link to the Wikipedia page, and then we'll just head oh, off. Oh, Dave's not a wiki boy, Jess. Wiki boy hasn't even heard. Have you heard of it, Dave? What is wiki boy? <laughs> Correct answer. Now, uh, I'm just wondering about how much information to go in to give you with this. I'm not, you're going to learn it all as we go. Here we go. I reckon it will be fun that way. I say fun. Okay. Uh, on the morning of Christmas Eve 1971. Oh. Is this an unsolved Christmas time mystery? No. Okay. 1971. In Lima, Peru. Great. <gasps> the capital. You're correct. Yes. <laughs> 17-year-old Juliana Kupka. It's a good name. And her mother Maria. Kupka. Also Kupka. Mm-hmm. We're preparing to board a flight at the capital city's newly opened airport. You were, you were right, man. Yeah. Juliana. Is, is Kupka pronounced cupcake in Australia? 
No, it's actually spelled K-O-E-P-C-K-E. And if I'm pronouncing that wrong, blame the guy on YouTube I watched pronounce it. <laughs> well done, going to that. Thank you, guy on oh, YouTube. I, yeah. I often Google word pronunciation. Yeah, because yeah, I'm going to say her name a lot of times. Yeah. We yeah. can just is. say Juliana, I reckon. Yeah, I'm going to... I, I, but I like cupcakes. It's making me hungry Cupka's for cupcakes, though. I'm always hungry for cupcakes. Yeah. I'm, I'm going through a real red velvet phase at yeah. the moment. Oh, man. Just like wherever I see him, I'm like, yeah, I've got to get me a cupcake. And I get them because I'm, I'm a strong, a, independent woman. I get what I want. What a lifestyle you live. Yeah. That is a great lifestyle. What a lifestyle. Yeah. I'm on a basically on a no sugar diet. That's stupid. You're an I idiot. That, no sugar, it. no alcohol. No fun. No fun. That's Yeah, that's... No enjoyment? I'm eating yep. cupcakes no whenever pleasure. I see them. I feel like a real fool. But, I mean, look at these abs. Huh? You what? play baseball on these. Could play baseball well, on yeah, those abs. It's four spread out plates. Yeah. Man, I think you should get that checked. Huh. <laughs> that doesn't look right. Nah, it's a field of dreams. <laughs> I don't know why I said baseball. Right, sorry. Anyway, back to Peru in the 70s. <laughs> yes. Uh, Juliana had the day before graduated from high school in Peru and had attended her school prom. This all feels like lots of nice things happening. Ah, uh, not another and one it's of these Christmas feel Eve. good reports. Oh. Now, both her and her mother were flying home to spend Christmas with uh, Juliana's father at the Jungle Research Station where the family lived and worked inside the Amazon rainforest. Wow. That sounds cool. Her father, Hans Wilhelm. What? What a name. What? Or Hans. Hans. Wilhelm. Hans Wilhelm. Kupka. Wilhelm Kupka. What a great name. He was a German zoologist and ornithologist. He liked birds. After <laughs> Horny for orn. <laughs> He's a horny horny. I like birds. I like birds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like birds, all right. <laughs> Look them up there. <laughs> Nesting. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't like this. Don't like this character. I mean, you did it. Oh, I know. One of your thousand characters. I'm going to harvest their eggs. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was more like, yeah, birds are good, yeah. Oh, birds, they are so interesting. I must study them. <laughs> Flippity flip. Oh, flappity flop. Oh, my God. The other day I watched a, a video of a penguin chasing a butterfly. Oh, shit, it was so cute. Oh, my God. What is your life? Cupcakes and butterfly it, videos? It, my life, to answer in one word. Is whimsy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd describe it with a rainbow emoji. <laughs> it was That's so it. cute. I showed everyone around me. It was a Strangers? Bit. No. I was Look like... at it. <laughs> Look at it. It's they a were... bird chasing a butterfly. So cute. He's like flapping around. He's having the best time. Oh, so cute. <laughs> I think about him sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> What now? He's flapping around. It's so cute. They didn't show you the bit where the penguin caught the butterfly, no. pulled its wings off and ate it. No, they're just playing. They're friends. Playing they're still time. living happily together, yeah, Dave. They're, they're fine. Oh, God. If you hear me chuckling, that's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> okay. Back on. to Hans Wilhelm. After graduating university with a doctorate in 1947, he was so desperate to conduct research in the South American jungle 
that after World War II, without a passport or any money, he dug into a cargo of salt on a ship bound for South America and hid until it arrived. He hid in the salt? Yeah. God. He's a stowaway in the salt. There are worse ways to go, in my opinion. I just have a little lick every now and then. Free, <laughs> Ooh, free salt. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> You're like, why is all the salt so wet? <laughs> uh, uh, just, just picking up bits of salt. Uh. <laughs> no good. <laughs> Once he got to South America, he walked from one side of the continent to the other just to reach Peru. Fucking hell. That's how desperate he was. He is a bit of a badass. And as you will hear, his daughter inherited many of his badass qualities. Great. Uh, Hans Wilhelm met Juliana's mother, Maria, a German-born ornithologist, she likes birds. Like birds. Look at them. I like birds. She's high pitched. Yeah, you like birds too. Maybe we could catch up for a movie. We'll watch a movie about birds. <laughs> oh, what do you reckon? Alfred Hitchcock's the birds. Yeah, that sounds good. What do you. They got, has it got lots of birds in it? Why did Dave steal my character? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, patriarchy, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I should have known my sorry. place. <laughs> I'll take this one from here. <laughs> um, um, I'll play the lady characters. Thank sorry, you. I have so many. Uh, I'm got so many split personalities. I just forget who I am sometimes. I understand. I apologize. No, that's okay. So do I. Oh, oh dear. Can't keep her down. <laughs> Fuck off, bird lady. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> we'll not be hearing from her again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the pair uh, met at a university in Germany and together they lived and worked in Peru. Maria was a department head for a university-affiliated natural history museum in Lima. Both of Juliana's parents are still highly regarded in their own fields, so they were totally a power couple. Oh, I love a power couple. <laughs> totally. Okay, quickly. Top three power couples. Beyonce and Jay-Z. Okay. Ovs. Um Bill and Melinda Gates. Okay. Well, they've given away more money to charity than any other couple in history. Oh, yeah, that's what we're talking about, charity. Okay. Dave, Dave, Dave doesn't get it. Kim and Kanye, (laughs) Ovs. Sorry, sorry. And third, um, oh, Sonny and Cher. (laughs) (laughs) So put your little hand in my It's a good song. It's really fun. It's a great song. Babe. Is that that one? Yeah. I got you, babe. Uh, in 1954, uh, God. Oh, sorry. <laughs> in 1954, the power couple became a power trio. Uh, when Juliana... they adopted a bird. But Juliana came along. She was born in 1954. Uh, born in Germany, she moved with her parents to Peru and lived in a very simple hut with her family at the research station that they called Panguana. She adapted well to the lifestyle and even had a pet toucan, a type of bird. <laughs> yeah, no, we, yep. But toucans are cute too. Oh, there's a photo of her with the toucan. It is so cute. What about, there used to be an icy pole called a toucan. Oh, they were good. Yeah, and they, you could you split them? S- yeah, they were like two stuck together. So you'd split them and you'd share them with a mate. <sighs> they were good. What a time to be alive. I know. Are yeah. toucans? Did you have um, those in the poor southwest? Um, or no, southeast, I mean, whatever you're from. With, with, you know, we'd look through binoculars at, at you rich kids. <laughs> yeah, over the hill. Cans. You could almost taste it. We had, we, we had single cans. There was no splitting. Yeah. They came pre-split. Yep. 
and they were on the ground in the dirt. Yeah, okay. That's odd. That's and, funny because what I would... people kicked us in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like those are all odd things to have happened. Yeah, it's pretty tough. Yeah. Pretty tough. But, but I don't know. But you just well, what I did was I'd get my toucan, two uh-huh. sticks. I'd uh-huh. get one. Uh, throw it in the dirt, yeah, and then I'd kick a poor poor kid in the face. Yeah, me too. So as was tradition. So Matt, that may have worked out. Yeah. Sorry if we ever kicked you in the face. Toucan, there's a toucan. Look, here's a shameless plug. Uh, Jess and I talked about a toucan in our episode of Primates, a podcast made in this very studio mm-hmm. about uh, primates from popular culture, mm-hmm. and uh, Jess and I talked about George of the Jungle. And without hearing um, all of your episodes, I'm going to say it's the greatest one. It did. It was one of the most fun for sure. Maybe the most fun. Yeah. Obviously, uh, you know, I don't want to, you know, yeah. shun anyone else in the room. Shun nun nun nun. <laughs> we can also hear a toucan on my podcast, Toucan Play That Game. <laughs> And start a solo pod. So, hey, do you know the name of this toucan by any chance, or you just know that she had a pet toucan? Joseph. Fuck off. Says here. I love animals with human names. <laughs> <laughs> Joey toucan. He sounds like a mobster. Yeah. Like, hey, Joey toucan. Like, uh, <laughs> so you... hey, hey, I'm Joey toucan over here. <laughs> I'm toucan here. That's great. Totally. Um, I made that up. I made that up. It wasn't called Joseph. Joseph. It is now. It is now. You went straight for Joseph. Yeah. His real name was Trent. (laughs) (laughs) Trent the Duke. Trent. 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 He's not coming back. (laughs) Uh, She was at first homeschooled before attending a German-speaking school in Lima, the capital of Peru, as already mentioned. She also spoke Spanish. Great. So so she converses with the locals as well. Yeah, she's got a toucan, she's gone to Lima, and she speaks Spanish. Triple threat. She's amazing. Uh, when not at school, she spent a lot of her time mastering skills in the jungle, canoeing, and also caring for the animals. Oh. She was most at home amongst the wildlife of the dense and sprawling Amazon rainforest around her. She sounds like George of the Jungle. Only yeah. can speak more than... <laughs> broken one, English. Broken English. Yeah. yeah, she can speak fluent German and fluent Spanish. Mm. Possibly also broken English. I'm not sure. Yeah, we, yeah, probably. To George's level, probably. So back to Christmas Eve 1971, as I spoke about at the start. Juliana and her mother Maria were set to catch Lancer Flight 508 from Lima, Peru to Pucallpa in the Amazon rainforest. It was only a one-hour flight. The airline, Lancer, had already had two aircraft uh, lost in previous crashes. In 1966, a Lancer flight had crashed in Peru and all 49 people on board perished. Sorry, what year was that? 1966. Oh, that is a very good year. Did you guys know that that is the year the St Kilda Football Club won their one and only VFL Premiership? I met someone for the first time the other day and a group were talking about footy and she said she was a St Kilda fan and she said, yeah, we've only won one. Premiership, and I went, ah, 1966. And she went, oh, do you go for the Saints as well? I was like, no. No, name any year, I can tell you. But I hear about it constantly. Sorry, it's also the year that England won their one and only World Cup in the football soccer. Which still rings true. <laughs> still rings true. Yeah. Too soon, Dave. Only weeks ago. That's, yeah. that's going to take years before. Anyway, 1966, a plane crash. Yes. 
Lancer. Then in 1970, less than 18 months before Juliana's flight, Lancer Flight 502 crashed, killing over 100 people. I reckon don't book flights with them. Only the co-pilot survived. So, Oh, how convenient. <laughs> it was an inside job for sure. His injector seat worked. <laughs> injector. <laughs> Quick, inject the heroin. <laughs> this is going to be awful if I'm conscious. <laughs> that actually sounds really handy. I mean, if you're going down on a plane, oh, man, I would that's take, the time I'd try was... heroin. <laughs> yeah, that's the time I'd go straight to meth. If two oxygen masks dropped down and one was like laughing gas and one was oxygen, I'd grab the laughing gas. Oh, yeah. I just need to be calm. Or uh, laughing. Yeah, like a maniac. bit giggly. <laughs> it's going to be giggly. <laughs> we're going down. <laughs> we're all going to die. <laughs> So everyone knew Lancer had a terrible reputation, including the Kupkas, who were very wary of the airline, but they desperately wanted to be with their husband and father for Christmas. Every other flight was booked out. Her father asked them not to fly Lancer, but her mother said, I think it will be okay. You don't want to say think. You don't want to think. Now, I cannot explain how dodgy this airline was, but I'm going to give it a shot. After the airline... It was BYO chair. (laughs) Well, after the airline's no, that's that's Ryanair. After the airline's second uh, crash, an investigation discovered that the mechanics that looked after the plane's engines had previously only repaired motorcycle engines. Very good. They're similar. And some of the pilots didn't even have licenses. Okay. And to make things worse, they often carried more passengers than they were legally allowed to. Sure. So when the plane crashed, that meant more, more, you know. More people died than had to. So, than had to. They're, they're <laughs> really obviously bad. this amount of people have to die. Yeah, but then we've killed extras. Uh, they also flew exclusively a type of plane called the Lockheed L188 Electra. This type of plane was introduced in 1957, and over the next 50 years, 58 out of the 170 Electras would be written off because of crashes and other accidents. <laughs> That's more than one in three of them crashed yeah. or had an accident. That's messed And two up. out of three of theirs had already crashed. And since the two Lancer crashes, the airline only had one plane left. Wait, you said two out of three. Oh, right. Not two out of three flights, but two out of the three planes they had. Yeah. So because they've, they've, they've only got one, they've only, two Lancer crashes, they've only got one plane left for the whole airline. That's now. incredible. So it had to do continuous round trips. <laughs> what Just the a f- matter of fuck? time. Are they only flying? Do you reckon they're only flying from one place to another? No, they're doing a few different cities. They're that's, doing uh, Cusco in uh, the Peruvian mountains, this place that um, Juliana's going to, and then also Lima. And flights were expensive back then, right? Yeah, yeah, it costs, it's, it costs a lot. And also, they're flying over the Andes Mountains, they're flying over a rainforest, and that often means, like, because at the bottom of the mountains, that often attracts storms because mm. of change in altitude and. Air and stuff. Uh, so on this particular day, the plane was seven hours late. That's promising. So everyone was tired, angry, and desperate to get home for Christmas. Because it was so late, the two flights after Juliana's were cancelled because the people had to wait for that plane to go to their place then come back. So they just said, we're not going to be able to come back. Yeah. So her and her mother felt lucky and overjoyed because they were able to go home because they were on the one of the three flights that day that weren't cancelled. They were like, yeah. Huh. So the plane took off about noon with uh, 86 passengers and six crew members. Juliana sat in row 19, two from the back, sitting in seat F against the window. Her mother was in the middle seat and a large Peruvian gentleman, in her own words, had the aisle seat... Uh, in her own words. 
and he immediately <laughs> fell asleep. No, but I mean, like if she has those words and if we know where she was sitting. She shouted it from the plane. Okay. I stand corrected. And, of course, people notice that kind of thing <laughs> and write it down in their diaries, mm-hmm. which are published many years later. Mm. Uh, everything seemed normal for the first 25 minutes of the flight. Food came around and everything else seemed pretty run-of-the-mill. Then when uh, travelling at 21,000 feet, the plane entered heavy, dark cloud. Juliana's mother was nervous, but Juliana herself didn't mind flying and didn't think anything of it. That was until 10 minutes later when the plane experienced severe turbulence. It was so bad that it was obvious to all that something was going horribly wrong. Overhead luggage compartments opened and baggage packed with Christmas presents and Christmas cakes showered the camera. Not the cake. Cake shower. There's a cake going everywhere. yum. Yeah. Is that good or bad? I'm conflicted because that would be fun. Yeah. If you had a funnel, that would be real perfect. Just the icing. You've got got your mouth open. Yeah. Yum. For a second, I was imagining it like it was there on like some sort of space shuttle, and you could like float around and get the cake. But gravity still applies here, people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the luggage flew around them, and the passengers began to cry and scream out. Yuliana held her mother's hand, but neither of them said a word. Then the lightning started, and it seemed to strike all around the plane. It was pitch black, and the lightning was the only thing that lit up the cabin. Yuliana looked out the window and saw an incredibly, incredibly bright light hit one of the engines and heard her mother scream, that is the end. It's all over. There's a lot of first-hand accounts here, Jess. Yeah. I didn't pick that up, but that's... You always pick that up, though. Not this time. That's, that's got to be good news. It's got to be good. Unless there was a big audio recorder. That would be the last word she ever heard her mother say. Oh. <sighs> Although it is not uncommon for engines to be hit by lightning. Because she went deaf. Oh, thank God. <laughs> And lived a very normal life. Right, Dave? I can't confirm nor deny, as I often won't commit to either. Although it's not uncommon for engines to be hit by lightning, the Electra aircraft they were on wasn't built for flying in heavy turbulence due to its very rigid wings. So, Sounds like a piece of shit plane. It's a piece of shit run by a piece of shit airline. Fucking hell. They're still around, I assume. We'll talk about that. Oh, no. Uh, the plane, uh, did I tell you who we booked to, to go to Sydney with? No, no. <laughs> Just because they were cheap. Yeah, yeah we're flying via, via, via the jungle. <laughs> it's a 19-hour round trip. Even that would be quick. <laughs> uh, the plane went up and then into a heavy nosedive. Oh, no. As the passengers began to scream in terror. It was pitch black at this point. They were falling in dar- into darkness and then the plane began to loudly disintegrate around them. Suddenly, for Juliana, the noise stopped replaced by wind flying past her ears. She had momentarily passed out, but when she came to, she realised she was outside of the plane. What? She was flying through the air in a freefall, still strapped to a row of three seats. Her mother and the man sitting next to them had both been ejected and she was all alone. As she fell, Juliana could see the green jungle canopy below spinning towards her. She described it as being like broccoli. She described it. Again, she yelled it really loud. (laughs) To a reporter on the ground. like broccoli <laughs> they're like she is not okay <laughs> you're right up there kid <laughs> broccoli everywhere <laughs> say it again <laughs> my recorder wasn't on <laughs> uh she had no Wait, time. So they eje- she ejected her row of seats injected oh sorry injected. <laughs> yeah, bloody hell uh also she's very high at this point <laughs> she's taken a lot of crack that's see that's you can't do that anymore that feels like a cool function um, Where are you ejecting through the roof? 
No, no, no. It, the plane has just fallen apart behind, around her. Right. She has not hit eject. Okay. She's just been ejected. <laughs> right. I find that crazy that the plane has just fallen apart. The the turbulence. Because uh, it was so it's been, rigid. It was so bad. And yet also this plane is not designed to go through uh, crazy storms and wind. Which so is it just rip, falls it just apart. Rip, rips it apart. Didn't have any fucking give. crazy. Yeah. Also, because the engine's been taken out, it went into a nosedive and it's flying so fast, practically straight down. The air is just ripping it to shreds. Isn't that why big, like, tall skyscrapers will have, they'll have give in them? So they, they mm. bow they with the yeah. wind. If they were rigid, they would just snap it in half. <laughs> Basically, that's what's happened to you. It snapped. Fuck. So she's flying through the air, looking at the broccoli. She had no time to be afraid. <laughs> it all just happened very quickly. The seatbelt squeezed her so tightly that she couldn't breathe and she blacked out and lost consciousness. Oh, the. Is there, I wonder if there's a parachute on this row of chairs. <laughs> that would be very convenient. Otherwise. They should have parachutes on planes. Yeah, just on everything. <laughs> Good point. Just everything. put it on every, every, every trip. Yeah. I saw two I guys like trip on the exact same step at the gym today. And I was like. <laughs> All right, Jess, you went to the gym, right? Yeah, Maybe. I did. I'm really sore. <laughs> if they had had a parachute, would either of them been alive today? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we'll never know. I, again, I cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> did you audibly laugh out loud? <laughs> no, I just did a little like, <laughs> I mean, the steps were all lit up. Like there's, they really go to a lot of effort to make the step visible. Yeah, well, I didn't say it, <laughs> okay? So I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, idiot would trip on a step. <laughs> oh, so, okay. So now I'm an idiot. Isn't that your name? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. I know you are, but what am I? That's a classic. My brother used to use that one a lot. Anyway, Dave, sorry, do go on. So something obviously very dramatic has just happened. She's been ejected. She's fallen through the sky. What the fuck? What the fuck? Juliana had just fallen more than three kilometres or two miles to the ground. Amazingly, the next day she woke up and looked up into the canopy of the jungle. You know that is the exact distance of the Melbourne Cup. <laughs> she, yeah. she fell the Melbourne Cup. <laughs> she was definitely thinking that as she was falling. Which is a l- So how did she know it was the next day that she'd woken up? She believes that she had hit the ground about lunchtime, been passed out all afternoon, mm-hmm. all night, and then woken up the next day. Right. I reckon she's just woken up. Anyway. Straight away. She was underneath the seats and covered in earth and mud from the rain that had showered her unconscious body all night. She called for her mother, but all she heard was the sound of the jungle spreading out for miles and miles and miles around her. She had lost her glasses, which she relied on quite heavily. So she's a square. (laughs) Oh, four eyes. Well, no longer. (laughs) She's now cool. Normal. Normal I'm, amount. I'm, I'm wearing my glasses right now for those. Yeah, and before you tweet at me, I also wear glasses. I didn't fully get the. Um, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't fully get what Jess was saying. Then I'm like, yeah. Oh no! <laughs> oh, hang oh, on! Don't say it. Uh, but she had lost her glasses. And she was only wearing a self-described sleeveless, skimpy miniskirt and one sandal. Do many skirts have sleeves? No. Sleeveless miniskirt. It's got to be a dress. It's got to be a dress. It's a mini dress. Dave just does not get fashion. Hey, I said self-described. That's what she described her outfit as. Yeah, true. I would describe it as flaming. (laughs) (laughs) And one sandal. One sandal. The other one had come off in the crash. Interesting. 
Uh, she was suffering from a concussion and could barely see. Oh. Her left eye was swollen shut. She couldn't see well out of her right eye. And also, she didn't have her glasses. Yeah. She'd also ha- had a fractured collarbone, which she could see through the skin, but apparently oh. didn't hurt. She had some deep gashes uh, across her body. She had a ruptured ligament, but was able to walk. Although it did take her a few times to get up because she was so concussed, everything was spinning around her every time she tried to stand up. Oh, that's not a good feeling. Now, you're probably wondering... How the hell does someone fall from a plane the height of the Melbourne Cup without a parachute and survive? That is what we were thinking. Well, Juliana herself has three theories as to how she survived. Love it. Mole people. <laughs> Number one is mole people. Yeah, Juliana. She gets it. Big, puffy broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> you just bounce right off the top of that. Yum. I love broccoli. Number yeah, three? I love broccoli too. Could mm. just eat it. Eat it raw. Eat it cooked. Mm. Eat it that, that sweet spot in the middle where it's... Not quite cooked, not yeah. quite raw. You can roast it, you can steam it, you uh, can chuck it in a stir fry. Yum, yum, yum. It's a wonder plant. <laughs> a wonder plant, as uh, <laughs> your a, German people As um, Hans Wilhelm would yeah. say. Yes. Wunder plant. Oh, I'm so sorry. Juliana, eat your wonder plant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so three theories. Number one, she fell on a large jumping castle. <laughs> that is not the <laughs> No, these are the real theories. Uh, during storms, <laughs> I kid, I kid. <laughs> during storms, often... gotcha. <laughs> we got punked right here on live TV. <laughs> Sorry, Ashton. Ashton, you missed your cue. Uh, during storms, um, jumping castles are often blown into the Amazon rainforest. <laughs> oh, did it again! God, he's so good. Somebody stop me. <laughs> I have a drink hurt my voice. <laughs> okay, serious ones. Okay. Serious answers only. Thank you. Serious suggestions only. All right, guys. All right. During storms, jumping castles <laughs> can be inflated to twice their usual capacity. No, drafts of air are known to be sucked upwards into the sky, and this could have slowed her fall. So she's coming down, air's coming up. Yeah, okay. Maybe. Second theory is that she fell, uh, when she fell, she was wildly spinning. Remember, the broccoli was spinning around. The row of chairs she was trapped uh, to, because she was in the middle, may have, uh, so she was on the end, sorry, may have spun like a helicopter. Ah. Slowed her what? fall. Both of those are Matt, you can go for theory number three if you like. Lock one in. Mm. And finally, she fell on thick vines that were entwined between uh, trees in the thick Amazon jungle, and this really could have cushioned and slowed her fall. Yeah, and I made this sound. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What, what number noise was that? Well, that was number one, baby. <laughs> number one, canopy saving the, woman's life. Number one with a bullet. Ooh. Oh, bullet, did you say? <laughs> I think my my mum's personal favourite there was bang. <laughs> bang. <laughs> He's got many bullets in the repertoire. So many. Yeah. I think Anything, it was yeah, a, a group of guardian angels. A group. Oh, yes. That, that got her and flapped their wings and gently put her down and then broke her leg. Put her down? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No, just like. They lay her down. Lay and, her they, down. and when she wouldn't pay up because they cost, their service costs a fee. They broke her leg. And you pay up or we break down. And, and they stole her glasses. And then did they repair her leg and break her collarbone? Yep. Yes. <laughs> she had some sort of ligament. She had a sore ligament. That's right. You're right. Ugh, idiot. You, pay up or I will damage one of your leg ligaments. 
and walking will be possible but uncomfortable. It'll be quite uncomfortable. Hmm. hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought Punk. You, you would pay. <laughs> okay, so her parents' research station was only about 30 miles away from her body had landed. But to travel through the thick jungle, it can take hours to just get a few hundred metres. And that's with a machete and proper clothing. Fuck. So she's got nothing. Oh, my God. During her time at the station, her father had taught her a lot about the jungle. And unlike nearly anyone else I can imagine in this situation, she didn't panic. She could hear planes flying overhead, obviously searching for survivors, but the jungle canopy was so thick that uh, she knew they couldn't possibly see her. The jungle was so dense that the authorities couldn't even see where the plane had crashed. Wow. It was like it had just been swallowed up by the jungle. Oh. Usually there's like a flaming wreckage somewhere and they can be like, there it is, you know, there's bits of it, but right. they couldn't see it. Wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, but that yeah that makes it seem it's so thick that maybe that canopy of vines or whatever maybe theory <laughs> could be possible that if all all of those things happen. I yes, guess. it could be a combination of all three of those things that just basically four of those things. Guardian angels, thank yes, you. Yes, basically it's a miracle. Guardian mole people. The biggest miracle, of course, being guardian angels. Yes. Uh, but Juliana knew how to deal with the jungle, and knowing that no one was going to find her, she now knew she had to find help herself. She remembered that when she was a young girl, an American man had gotten into trouble on a hike into the Sierra Mountains, not far from her family's research station. The American had accidentally shot himself in the leg, and his group uh, sent one of the members to go get help. However, he soon became lost in the jungle, the guy looking for help. Luckily, he found a small river, and knowing that most of the time small streams usually lead to larger rivers, and if you follow a large river, you'll usually come across civilization. Sure. He did this and eventually two days later found his way to Juliana's family's research station. Wow. And they were all rescued. She never forgot this story and its lessons for those lost in the jungle. Find a stream, hit a river, find the people. <laughs> Remember that. Okay. And if this podcast saves one life in the Amazon rainforest, we will take it. your million dollar reward. Yes, Thank please you, pay yes. up. Should you say Hopefully it's the life of an, a millionaire, bajillionaire. Oh, bajillionaire. And then they give us a million dollars each. I wasn't listening. What were the three steps? Uh, find, find a stream, find a river, river find, find the people. people. Stream, three, river, people. Three simple steps. What if you is it is it an issue if you get straight to the river? Say, can you just go river? Pe- or no, if you, you just find, find the, the people. Stream. If you find the people, keep walking till you find a river. No stream. Then if, river. if you find a river, then you know you're on the right track to finding a stream. Yeah, which will get you back to the river. Correct. Which will get you to the people. Yes, Correct. and if Matt saves one life on this podcast. If you don't collect the, all three in order, yep. you will die. Start again. You will you not will. make it. You will mm. not survive. When she was able to get to her feet, she realized that she could hear the sound of running water. Oh, that's convenient. Apparently you'd have been there she'd been there for, you know, hours and hadn't really noticed the sound of it. Suddenly her ears sort of became attuned to it and she went, Hang on, I can hear water. And she followed it, hoping to find a large river. The only food that she was able to find around her was a bag of candy that had fallen from the plane and a Christmas cake that had landed near her. The sweets were edible, but the Christmas cake was covered in water and mud. And it wasn't completely smashed. Like, that would be a smooshed cake. Yeah, when she tasted it, it tasted so bad that she left it behind. She later realised that this was a very very foolish because she should have taken every morsel of food with her, no matter how badly it tastes. Yeah. But at the time, she had no idea how long she'd be in the jungle for. Yeah. The sweets ran out on day four. Oof. So she rationed them. She's clever. Yeah, I could never do that with sweets. Imagine living on sweets as well. Yeah. Oh, that would be gross. Like just the, that's the only food you're getting. It would make your stomach feel It would be great. Weird. Yeah. 
So she began to walk through the jungle and in all her time throughout this year, only came across other people from the plane once. That's how spread out everything was. Uh, four days after waking up in the jungle, she heard the noise of a landing king vulture. She knew they only land when there was a lot of meat available and instantly knew it was landing to eat a dead body. Oh, wow. So she, she knew she was... She a... knew... Oh, because she... Her parents love birds. Yeah, she knows a lot about birds. King vultures. That sounds... So she knows what a king vulture is. I'd never heard a king vulture. Yeah. They're the kn- ones she... with those neck, those sort of fluffy neck No, they're the, the ones with a crown. And a cape. So you got to be, it's like it's full born into it royalty. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. And Jess, and I, Jess and I would respect that, but you wouldn't. No, fuck yeah. the queen. <laughs> or the king. King vulture. That's what they are, royal family, bloody vultures. Yeah, yeah the king of all vultures. <laughs> um, so she heard this vulture. She soon came across three bodies still trapped, uh, strapped to their chairs. They'd hit the ground so hard that uh, Juliana could only see feet sticking out from where they uh, made impact with the earth. Obviously, whatever made her survive hadn't happened to these people. Yeah. They just smashed into the ground, as you would expect anything that falls two miles from the sky. That's just gross and awful. Um, she wanted to make sure that none of the bodies was her mother. Oh, despi- my God. Despite the fact that later realising why would her mother have changed seats midair. Yeah. But she still at the time thought, I've got to check. So she grabbed a stick and turned one of the body's oh. feet over. It was a woman, but her toenails were painted, something that her mother never did. So she was satisfied it was a different person. She felt uh, relieved and at the same time guilty for feeling relieved about someone else yeah. dying. What a strange feeling. No, it would be. But, uh, yeah, she, that's fair. She followed the stream and uh, reached a large river but was disappointed to realise that this river was not navigable and therefore she wouldn't quickly find people along it. It was really windy and it just didn't look like people would live along there. She had to continue to follow it downstream. She swam, waded and floated through the now deeper water of this large river Often seeing crocodiles in groups oh, of two or three. Oh, shit. Oh, I know. I just got my blood pumping. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine surviving all that to get done by a crocodile. Uh, so they'd just be sitting along the banks and all dive into the water towards her when they saw her. Most people would flee into the jungle at this point. But Juliana held her ground and kept swimming, knowing that going into the jungle was certain death. You couldn't get anywhere. She sounds like the smartest person. Yeah. <laughs> what a ledge. Wow. She also knew from her time at the research station that this type of caiman crocodile are almost always afraid of humans, and rather than diving at her, they were diving into the water to hide, and she would feel them swim underneath her. Oh. Wow. So she's just holding a nerve. She knows. What, what kind of crocodile is this? A caiman crocodile. Caiman crocodile. They're more scared of you. Okay, They're vegetarians. Great. Cool. That's, That's interesting. creepy, though. Yeah, that that would that be would that'd be out. a rush. <laughs> oh fuck! Wouldn't your heart be pounding? You no, you'd be shitting yourself. Oh, your your ass would be pounding too. <laughs> Everything's pounding. <laughs> my ass is pounding. <laughs> <laughs> my collarbone feels fine, but my ass is pounding. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, she was most wary of poisonous stingrays hiding at the bottom of the muddy water. So whenever the water this level... This river has fucking everything. <laughs> it's it's, it's reminding me of that episode of The Simpsons where um, it was the the um, daredevil. <laughs> We've talked and, about this one. Lance Murdoch. Lance Murdoch had to jump the pool. <laughs> Jad sharks in it and like electric eels. And then they put <laughs> a line. With the, with and then he's, got a little, he's got a little snorkel on. Yes. <laughs> like, and then they put in one drop of human blood and they also start going crazy. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then when he falls in, he's okay, folks. So gross. So so that's basically this river. Uh, so she was worried the water level, when it was shallow enough to wade, she would carry a large stick and poke the water in front of her in case these stingrays were there. Oh, oh my These stingrays God. were the only animals at the forefront of her mind, not the snakes, crocodiles, piranhas, spiders, jaguars or scorpions that she was also likely to come across in the jungle. Or what about those ones that, uh, those little fish things that swim up your dick hole? <laughs> How does it always come back to them? It always does. <laughs> it's been a while since we mentioned them, and I'm glad you brought them back to our attention. Was it you who taught me about them? Was it me who was, I think one of us found them when we were working in, in um, for, like, for a quiz show. Quiz show. It, they are a, and they're a, a myth. myth. They yeah, are a myth. a myth. But... What what a myth. But what a myth. What a myth. My legacy could be to come up with a myth like that. My God. Mm-hmm. I would die a happy man. Wow. As he travelled downstream, Kepka discovered more wreckage from the plane, just little bits and pieces here and there. Sadly, no food. She also saw fly, uh, planes flying overhead over the uh, first nine days. But when this stopped, she theorised that the search had been called off. Sadly, she was right. The authorities had given up on finding any survivors. She was all alone. She knew now more than ever that she was going to have to be the one to save herself. This is a good time to remind everyone that she's only 17 years old and has one sandal and no survival tools whatsoever. I feel like we've, we've, we've talked about a lot of badasses, mm. but I, at the moment she's got to be towards the top. Yeah. The baddest of all And I've never heard her name before. No, neither. Crazy. Cra- Admittedly, I- I'd never heard of nearly any of the names. Good of, point. of the badasses, yeah, the bad. Yeah, good point. Most of the badasses are from from the from World War Two as well. Yeah, which wow. obviously is a whole other thing. But yeah, she she's just amazing. wild. Like I reckon, a lot of people would have made so many different worst choices so far. So a lot of people, possibly, I've heard people theorize about this, would have just stayed in the spot hoping yeah. to find help. But she knew. In that dense jungle, and no one was going to see yeah. her. So she'd yeah. see these planes, and there's no way to signal them. Reckon- not she gonna- didn't have a flare on her by any chance? Yes. And she didn't use it. Was it was in her left sandal. Yeah. Oh, no. She had a flare for fashion. <laughs> yeah. She was flaming. She had a flare for survival. She sure did. Keep- I-, I need to hear more. Please keep going. This at- is so cool. At night, just before nightfall, she'd get out of the river and she'd need to find a place to sleep. She'd look for something that protected her back, like a tree trunk, and then would cover herself with leaves for a bit of protection. It would often rain all night long. Oh, my God. <laughs> the cold droplets felt like stinging needles as they hit her skin, oh. which sounds terrible, but if it didn't rain, it was probably worse as that meant mosquitoes would almost eat her alive all night. Uh... Yeah, but like a bit of mist rain would be okay, you know? Half, yeah. Halfway. That kind of misty rain. Mm. Yeah. That'd be all right. Yeah, is that too much of us? That's quite nice. Yeah. On a hot night. Yeah, mm, another little mist. Keep it nice and cool. Little mist yeah. Off to sleep I go. No, no. No, no. I think it would be horrible to be shrouded in mist all night long. Well, if it was hot enough, it'd be all right. Yeah. And if your back was protected by a tree or something. Yeah, and you were or, covered in leaves or something. Yeah. <laughs> if you're on a waterbed. Yeah, you don't want to That's, be. Yeah, if you're, if you're feeling a mist and you're sleeping on a waterbed. <laughs> Something's gone wrong. Yeah. You're probably sharing it with patch, Edward Scissorhands. Patch, patch that leak. Patch that leak. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. 
With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. If it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, not in a way that's like, oh, my God, it's expanding, like yeah, yeah. More physically. Like it's growing, more customers, yes. more interest. Not like it's going to explode. Yeah, not like it's a building that's like blowing up and yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. And I don't think they mean for marriage. You can sell your products on an online store, whether you sell physical or digital products, or you offer services like massage or oh. nails. Oh my gosh. Or uh, consulting. Should we, after this, get Manny Petty? <laughs> Babe, I've already booked us in. <laughs> um, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. You know, what about blogging tools, you yeah. might be asking? I like to blog. I love to blog. I like to blog. I like to vlog. Yes. Well, Squarespace has powerful blogging tools to share stories, photos, videos, and updates. You can categorize, you can share, and schedule to make your content work for you. Scheduling is the best. Oh. Yeah. It looks like Jess has just uploaded something, what it, but it's like 3 a.m. in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the exact time I wanted to do it in New York City, baby. Exactly. Capture that New York market. Yeah. You mentioned vlogging as well. If you're into vlogging, you can organise your video library, showcase your content on beautiful video pages, sell access to your videos with member areas. The possibilities are endless. Now head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. One day, she heard the call of a bird she knew. Birds saving her again. Uh Okay. I need to ask, do you mean species of bird or specific bird? She is it Jonathan? Bird. <laughs> is it Joseph? Joseph. Joseph. <laughs> Joseph flew in and saved <laughs> he her. He was looking for her. He never gave up. He never gave up despite the planes. No, she heard a bird she recognised, a crested chicken. <laughs> What's a crested chicken sound like? I think you already did, the, did it before. <laughs> yeah, that's what it would yep. be. And she knew that from any other bird. Yep, she's like, oh, that's a crested chicken. Crested chicken, a jungle chicken. Is it a kind of chicken? It is a, I don't really know much about the crested chicken. I mean, it feels you like have it's known a kind of chicken. There would be other questions from us. We're not going to just We're not going to let you get by with a crested chicken, fact drop. Come on, mate. Come on, mate. Do you know us at all? Jeez Louise. Crested chicken. I made it a jingle. What, what have you done? The one, <laughs> the one I'm looking up, uh, it's also known as the reptile bird, skunk bird, or stink bird. <laughs> oh. I wish she'd called it a stink bird. So really she you, smelt a bird she recognised. Yeah. You gave it the friendliest of the names. Oh, stink bird. Crested chicken sounds some almost like majestic. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Majestically delicious. I want to know why Stink bird, on the other hand. A stink bird. There's also what, a skunk bird, so maybe it gives off some kind of stench like a skunk does. That's my guess. I mean, that's, yeah, skunk makes you think that, not stink. 
I mean, stinks <laughs> even more directly. Yeah, good point. Hey, check out the stink boats over here. Oi, so- Morty! I found me a stink boy. <laughs> Do you mean a skunk boy? No, I mean a stink boy. <laughs> Are you talking about a crested chicken boy? Oh, Morty! Insane. Wow. Unhappy power, couple, was, I guess. Powerful, yeah, powerful theatre. Powerful theatre. Yeah, thank you. I'm moved. <laughs> so she heard the crested chicken, aka skunk, aka stingbird. She knew that they lived along larger bodies of water. So when she heard their call, she knew she had to follow the sound of this to find a larger body of water. Larger than the river she's already in. Yeah. And hopefully, civilization. Wow. She found a long and winding river. A long and winding river. Dun, 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 dun. This is uh, my least favourite of all the Beatles number ones. To really, yeah. I just can't get into it. Yeah. I just hear it and think, shit. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, sorry? Shit. <laughs> and I'll tell Paul to his face. Wow, I wouldn't even think of it. Matt's just looked up a picture of the Oh, that's a stink boy. <laughs> Chris the crested chicken and it's amazing. It's got like a... That's a party boy. What a hairdo. Yeah. That is amazing. It's got a party do. Party do. It does look like a very 70s bird. Yeah. Yeah, it does not exist now. <laughs> no, it died <laughs> December 31st, 1979. <laughs> okay, okay. So she so... found a long and winding road river mm-hmm. and uh, travelled down it for days. Sadly, she had no idea that another nearby river that travels in the opposite direction has boats travel down it all throughout the year. If this had been the river she'd found, she most likely would have found help within a couple of days. Wow. However, there are several offshoots of this main river that travel deep into uninhabitable jungle. So if she'd been ac- accidentally washed down any of them, ah. she may have never been found. Right. Is it, are we west in Peru? Yes. Deepest, darkest Peru? Yes. Paddington. Paddington country. It is. This, is, this seems like a very... Is this the origin story of Paddington? Part. I'm getting to the bear. <laughs> By the tenth day, she couldn't stand properly and just drifted along the edge of the large river. She recalled, I felt so lonely, like I was in a parallel universe far away from any human being. That's the end of the quote. She never felt hungry, but without any source of food, her body was starting to give up on her. Yeah, you'd be, you'd get to a point of over-hungry, so you wouldn't really be feeling hunger anymore, but you'd, she'd be so weak. And I think she's just like in this headspace of must survive, must yeah. survive, keep going, keep going. But wow. it gets to a point where your body's like, I need energy. And yeah. she did did she try and eat the stink boy? No, no. I, I think it would be difficult for her to catch with her bare hands. Probably can't eat it raw oh, either. She's got bare hands. Is she Paddington? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you hate yourself. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I, does, in, I enjoyed it. That does not say much. <laughs> He's an idiot. <laughs> this is all true. That's not the idiot voice, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> How'd I do? Is that what I sound like? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like the most animated your face ever gets. It's full mouth open <laughs> On the 10th night, 
She found a place to sleep on the side of the river. Now so weak, she didn't even notice a boat tied up in front of her. <laughs> She's just sort of zoning in and out, basically semi-conscious. That would feel like a mirage. And well, When yeah. she came to, she noticed the small boat, thinking that it was an hallucination. So she sort of put her hands out and touched it and was like, oh, my God, this is a boat. It's a very small boat. She looked around for people, but instead saw a steep embankment with a hut above it. <gasps> she tried to get up the embankment, but was so tired, it took her hours oh. just to get up this little hill. It's very muddy, and she had to sort of just basically roll up. Oh. <laughs> with a broken collarbone, yeah. too. Oh, oh, shit. Eventually, she got into the hut. She saw a boat engine wrapped in plastic, but no people, and being so tired, she just fell asleep. That's still, what a sick place. That would be the best sleep she's had in a while. Oh, oh. One of her injuries was a gash in her arm. It was really deep, but it it, um, it didn't bleed. So it was probably like a, a piece of metal or something. It oh. cut it deeply. It was so deep that a fly had laid its eggs in the wound. Oh, damn it. Yuck. <laughs> maggots, yuck. Had, maggots had hatched in there. Oh, no. Yuck. The Get centi- out of here, maggots. <laughs> They're one centimetre long. Dave, shut up. One centimetre long maggots. Inside the wound. Yuck. Heaps of them. Stop it. She was terrified that if she survived all this, she was going to lose her her arm. Oh, she was going to lose her baby maggots. (laughs) (laughs) She was prepared to do whatever it takes to stop her from losing her own arm. She remembered that once her father had treated a dog's wound that had become infested with maggots by putting kerosene onto the wound. Oh, so she sucked. I don't want to lose my arm. I'm going to set it alight oh with kerosene. Oh my god, Dave! Don't say that next sentence. You're no. going to read. Don't. She, oh, don't. It's not that bad. It is. You said sucked. She sucked gasoline out of the boat engine in the hut, oh. and then poured it into her wound. Yuck! The pain was intense as the maggots tried to get further into her. Oh. Arm. <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit! I <laughs> know. Ah. Then, the, fuck. She's such a boss. She pulled thirty maggots out of her wound. One by one. Yeah. Imagine how what, much was that like chopsticks or something. How was she doing it? Just getting in there. Just getting her whole hand in. Yeah. Wow. Pinching Probably a around. couple of fingers she in. She is the biggest badass. She's such Oh, a- my God. That's disgusting. Then when it was all over, she was proud of herself and went back to sleep. What a legend. Yeah. Ima- yeah. What happens now? The maggots are going like coast clear and they all jump back, back in. in. Jump back in. Oh, that's disgusting. No, that's that is I What's think, the kerosene do then? Survival. It it's like basically cl- cleans the wound and kills the maggots. So she pulled out dead maggots. Yeah, so they're sort of drowning and it's sort of okay. cleansing the wound. Yeah. I, I don't think it's the drowning, otherwise it could have just been water. Yeah. Well, I I think it's yeah, I guess it's poisoning them. Oh, okay. Yuck. Don't try to try to modicoddle us, Dave. Yuck. We can take it. Oh, no. oh. Doesn't sound like we can. <laughs> I can't. Ugh. Should I go on or should we stop there? Go on. That was sick in nearly every, every yeah, way. Everything. Every way. Yeah, let's move on from that. Please. So she went to sleep. The next day, she suddenly heard voices of several men outside no. the hut. To her, they sounded like angels. Uh-oh. She knew she was you safe. Called it. Oh, you scared. called it, Jess. Guardian angels. I know, but I'm scared. Are they safe men? When oh. this group of Peruvian lumberjacks first saw her, they freaked out and stopped talking immediately. They thought that Juliana was some kind of water goddess. 
a figure from local legend who was a hybrid of a water dolphin and a blonde, white-skinned woman. As opposed to a land dolphin. <laughs> I may have taken out river dolphin. Who knows? But when she spoke to them in Spanish and explained what had happened, they'd heard about the plane crash, obviously. They treated her wounds and gave her food. She rested up and the next day they started to take her back to civilization by boat, which took several hours. Oh, my God. Her eyes were so bloodshot by this point that the people she encountered along the way thought she was some kind of devil. Merged with a water Water dolphin. dolphin. (laughs) No, a land dolphin. (gasps) Space dolphin. (laughs) Space dolphin flying through the sky. I'm a space dolphin. The next day, <laughs> the space dolphin was reunited with her father. No! They held each other very tightly. No way! She, she had spent 11 days alone in the Amazon rainforest. Remember, 17 years old. Oh, my God. Isn't this story just crazy? That's insane. She became known as the Miracle Girl and was hounded by Peruvian media and became world famous for her story of survival. One journalist was so desperate to get an interview that she pretended to be a nurse at the hospital. Oh, my God, that's no good. (laughs) That is unethical. Mm. She received hundreds of letters from people she'd never met before. Some of the letters were simply addressed, Juliana, Peru, but they all found her way to her. They knew who to give it to. She's like Cher now. (laughs) She's the Juliana. So that's some great news there. Wow. Juliana and her father waited for news of what had happened to her mother. Yeah. On January 12th, news came uh, that her mother's body had been found in the jungle. Alive! <laughs> Sadly not. Uh. Though, oh, this, I don't like this bit. Juliana later discovered in a letter written by her father that her mother also initially survived the crash but was badly injured and couldn't move. Uh. So she may have died several days later, which was really awful for her, obviously, Fuck. to think about. Why why tell the dad that? Well, basically, he knew that because he had to identify the body. Right. And when he saw the body, because he's a man of science, he was like, if she's been gone for two weeks in humid weather, she'd be really decomposed, but she looks quite fresh. So she she was probably alive for a long time. I also read somewhere that they uh, discovered that as many as 14 others may have survived the initial crash but were unable to seek help and died awaiting rescue. So awful, I know. But that is like, it feels like that is almost what authorities would have told you to do. In something like that, stay close. Is that? I don't know. I have no idea I wouldn't know what to do. Normally, like, if you get lost in the bush, people, they say, stay put. My mum used to say that in the shopping (laughs) centre. Yeah. If you get lost, stay put, and I'll find you. Yeah. But Jess, she needs to survive. First you must find a stream, then a river, then you find the people. Then you find a staff member at Target. (laughs) First you get. You're floating down the river. Target. Help me. Help. Can you please page my mum? Okay, what's your mum's name? I don't know. I'm four. Just say mum. 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 I I haven't figured out her name yet. Mums have names? Just page mum. She'll know. I know, she knows I call her that. Sometimes I have to call mum Annie now when we're out because if I go mum, she doesn't turn around anymore. And I'm like, are you ashamed of me? Has she or... forgotten she's a mum? I don't know, maybe. It's been, been too long. Yeah, she's trying to forget. And I go, Annie. And then she turns. Oh, she turns all right. Mama. Mama. 
Um, bit of aftermath. Not surprisingly, after this third crash, Lancer Airlines ceased operating. Interesting, because they no, not because of any kind of legal ramifications, because they ran out of fucking they've got, planes. They've got no planes left. We've decided with the current circumstances, i.e., not having any planes, yeah. we're probably going to take a little break on our terms. Yeah, and we're going to go back to fixing motorcycle engines. That's crazy. Isn't it just absolutely crazy that airlines like that could exist? <sighs> Some, I mean, there are some crazy airlines all around. Do you know um, the Libyan National Airline is banned from most uh, international airports? For example, you can't fly the Libyan air carrier to, say, London or something because uh, a lot of the planes don't have lights. <laughs> isn't that just f- the, the national air carrier? Isn't that just crazy? I reckon you probably need them. Yeah. Oh. Do you reckon? Uh, yeah, especially for night. Night flights. Night flights. What about inside the plane? Inside the plane? No. Especially for no reading light. No. How will I read? You get a torch. Ah. One per row. That's fine. Work it out amongst yourselves. (laughs) Just hold it up. Like an old school torch, like flame. (laughs) I was imagining one of those camping ones that you have to wind. You wind for 20 minutes to get two minutes of light. I've never been camping. (laughs) (laughs) We can tell. Uh, Juliana initially returned to study in Lima, but journalists continued to hunt her, and her father suffered a panic attack. So sent her to live and study back in Germany, where she fully recovered from wow. her injuries. Like her parents, she studied biology at the University of Kiel in Germany, graduating in 1980. She received a doctorate from Ludwig Maximilian University, great name, and returned to Peru to conduct research in mammalogy, specialising in bats. So she became a bat expert. Mammalogy. I love it. Brilliant. I don't know what that is. Oh, study. Uh, if you see it written down, it's mammals. Ah, mammalogy. Got it. <laughs> I was like, mammalogy. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a weird Being thing. Being a mum. Honestly, you see it written down, you're like, oh, I know what that is. You I'm say that loud. I'm an expert in mum. Mammalogy. Got it. Oh, cool. Bats. Bats are her thing. Uh, in 2012, she published a memoir called When I Fell from the Sky. So for a long time, she didn't talk about it. it yeah. And she avoided the media. But. She still does the occasional interview. As of a couple of years ago, she was the head librarian and deputy director of the Collection of Zoology in Munich, where she met her husband, who is an expert on wasps. Fuck yeah. Did she? She had a head library? Yeah, it's a library of heads. Huh. Full on. Yeah, the jungle will do weird things to you. You know Futurama? They've just got all those heads of celebrities yeah. in, like, jars. It's like that. Do you reckon that's what the future is going to be? Fuck, I hope so. Well, yeah, it just keeps of having in a in, in a in a jar. Yep. Oh, especially people from like the nineties, the eighties, mm. nineties, and today. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's funny how the yeah all the people who were in jars there were from such a, a brief period of yeah, time. Yeah, but that's just how it happens, I suppose. That's insane. Uh, she's still re- devoted to her parents' research station, Panguana. Her Wait, she's husband. still alive. I don't know why that's surprising to me. Yeah, she's still alive, and her and her husband uh, visit at least a couple of times a year to Peru. She, she'll outlive us all. So she I has think. to go on planes, which she amazingly can do. Apparently, she she um, gets quite nervous flying, as you can imagine. Yeah, I imagine she's pretty picky with her carrier. Yeah, for sure. Probably doesn't fly a Libyan Air. No. <laughs> wow. uh, a few years ago, Panguana became a nature reserve in Peru. The incredible filmmaker Werner Herzog made a TV documentary in 1998 called Wings of Hope, which is named after the inscription on the monument to the victims in Peru. There's a monument there. And the Wings of Hope are, there's also a monument to her because she was able to survive. 
Uh, you can watch it on YouTube, and it's really great. He made the documentary because at the time of the crash, he was making a film in Peru, and he was due to fly on the plane that was cancelled that I mentioned at the start of the episode because Juliana's flight was delayed. Wow. So he was basically getting on the next flight. And I've linked to the docker on the show notes. It's really good. It just goes for an hour. Uh, in 2010, Juliana, racked by survivor's guilt, uh, said this. I had nightmares for a long time, for years, and of course the grief about my mother's death and that of the other people came back again and again. Mm. The thought, why was I the only survivor? It haunts me. It always will. Yeah. It would. And you also feel a lot of pressure, I think, to like make something of your life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. Like something I was supposed to survive or something meant that I was the one who survived. Now I have to do something with that life. That's crazy. That is amazing. And to think that other people survived for a bit and then didn't make it and she just kept going. That's it, incredible. I know. Uh, that is the end of the report, but she is uh, must be in our Hall of Fame of badass. Oh, my yeah. God. She's amazing. How incredible. You'd, I just would have I just would have sat there and cried. You'd need a fair bit of therapy, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, actually, she said the best therapy she had was, so in this documentary uh, that Werner Herzog made, mm. um, they go back, he flies her to Peru, and then they go back into the jungle, and she finds bits of the plane, which is still there. It's just the jungle's grown up around it, and there's they lift up bits of the plane, and it's got the markings still along it. Like Holy the, the shit. The branding is still on the airline. It's so crazy. And she said that that was probably the best therapy she ever did because she had to go back and relive it with her husband alongside her sort of giving him moral support and, yeah, oh. that was – she sort of had to confront those demons. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Dave, that was an amazing report. It was fantastic. Mate, oh, thank you so much. Can we give report. him a little golfer's round of applause? And and the suggester, the topic uh, suggester? Connor Wilson. Thank, Connor I personally Wilson. had never heard of this story. No, neither. So I just went through the hat and I was trying to find a varying one. So this was voted for by the Patreon people, I should say. And I'm glad. So basically I put three options in there and two of them were so neck and neck that they kept overtaking each other. And at one, at some stage I just had to start writing a report. So mm. I, I, this was in front and they kept overtaking each other. But I hope, hopefully um, the people that voted for this or the people that voted for the other one, which we will get to one day, mm. uh, were still satisfied with that. Uh, this week's fact, quote or question. Oh, yes. Oh, coming in from one of our delightful Patreon supporters. Yes. Uh, so for those who don't know, uh, if you're on the Sydney Scheinberg level on Patreon, you get to uh, each week we take a different um, suggestion from someone in that group uh, with a fact, a quote, or a question. Aww. And this week, it's a question. And uh, this week it's from one of our oldest and greatest supporters, Mr. Richard Frederick Schubert the Third. Oh, the uh, third. Oh, Trey, the third. No, we got it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every little piece of that name is magnificent. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't give that to your child. Yeah, because it's so good. What happens after the third? You don't hear of the fourths much. No, I mean, only in royalty, really. Right. Well, you will when... Oh, what hell. Richard Frederick Schubert. Yeah, the fourth. Yeah, let us know. Are you planning to name one of your children after yourself? They uh, also get to give themselves a title. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past, we've had titles like the Unbestable Nester 
and uh, also the most average American and the refreshments liaison officer, amongst <laughs> others. But this week, <laughs> Richard Frederick Schubert III, as if you'd even bother giving yourself a title, but he has. He's called himself the caveman, <laughs> which sounds like <laughs> quite at the opposite end of the spectrum of what his, I love his it. name sounds like. And the caveman mm-hmm. this week has asked us the question, what are your guys' favourite books, novels, graphic novels, and why? That's a slash, slash, slash. So mm. whatever you like. Do you want to hear his first before I, oh, I go to you guys? Yeah. Give us some inspiration. Uh, he said, personally, I quite enjoy the Hellboy graphic novels. I absolutely love Mike Mignola's, the creator of Hellboy's, writing. His ability to combine elements of mythology, cosmic horror, and religion in a such a cool and deep story really draws me in. If you guys haven't read any of the Hellboy books or just any of Mike McNola's works, I highly recommend them. Mm. Thank you so much, Caveman. Thank you. Thank you, Caveman, for the suggestion. I have I've heard uh... that a bunch of times that Hellboy is, is, is a great graphic novel. This is going to be embarrassing uh, to some. Possibly surprising. Possibly not. I've never read a graphic novel. Jess? Uh, are you asking me if I have? Yeah. Um, I have because I studied... Uh, literature at uni. So did I. <laughs> well, one of them was like a children's literature and there was a graphic novel in that. Right. I don't remember what it was called. Oh, if, if, if you're talking picture books, sure. <laughs> I've read a few of those. Spot Goes to College or whatever. Oh, that's yeah. probably not a real one. No, that's the good stuff. Um, Richard Scarry's, as a kid, Oh yeah. loved Richard Scarry's. That one where he went around the world. Forget whatever that one was. <laughs> I think the books, um, probably the... My favourite book that I've read this year is a book called How I Escaped My Certain Fate by Stuart Lee, an English comedian. And a lot of people recommended him to me a lot. They're like, oh, you must like Stuart Lee. And I'm like, I know him, but I don't, I don't, I'm not really familiar with him. And I read this book and it was really great. He, he sort of, it was, was kind of like a, a little memoir, but he, it also included um, the transcripts from three of his festival shows mm. annotated. So we oh, talked cool. about what yeah. it, you know, it was just really fascinating books. I really um that's probably the one that I've loved most recently. I like Stuart Lee. I um once when I was in uh, the UK on a trip with my girlfriend, took her along to see Stuart Lee and she hated it. Yeah, really? Right. Cuz he's like a comedian's comedian. Like a lot of I'm like my friends would kill to be here and she was like, like this guy is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. It's like I enjoyed it. Yeah, wow. right. That's interesting. And you're still together. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> Have you? Did you ever get into graphic novels? Are you a uh, comic book kid? Yes, The Phantom. Oh, of course. Obviously. Of course, the cheap, cheap Phantom. The only graphic novel I ever owned was um, I used to like this band Coheed and Cambria that I, and I were talking I, about I, off yeah, air. Yeah, I, uh, I was right into them briefly. And um, I was also into them in high school and basically they're like a concept band and they sing about well, a concept. Yeah, they're like it's a high-concept ex- emo band. Yeah, too, sort of. too hard to explain the concept because even I don't really understand it. They And they what they would do is they'd bring out comics mm. that went along with the, the albums, but they did about four different series of com- They'd be like, no, nah, no, nah, those comics, that's no longer canon. This is the new one. Buy this one. No, no, no. And one of them was uh, they did a graphic novel. And I, I loved it. It was great. But then they stopped that and said, no, we're going back to the comics, the graphic novel. That's not it anymore. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, I've still got it somewhere at home. But that's really my only brush with the. What about novel. what about novels in general? Yeah, favorite book. Um, I, I reckon if I went back and read it now, I wouldn't be as impressed with it. But a very influential book 
on me was when I was in year 10, about 16, my mum, I believe, got me a copy of uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, the Hunter S. Thompson classic. Mm. And I read that multiple times cover to cover and I found it very inspiring because I didn't realise that you could write like that, sort of it's gonzo-style journalism and uh, all this crazy shit's happening and he takes a lot of drugs and it's just so, so wild. And I didn't realise that that's what a writer could do. Yeah. And it inspired me. and I was like, I want to... Take lots of drugs. Yes. No, I want to <laughs> cover the Mint 400, the motorcycle race. No, I want to... I want to be a writer is what I thought at the time. but yeah. And I haven't gone on to be a, a writer, so to speak, but I think it ha- it pushed me towards creative stuff. Yeah. So I still hold that novel dear. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. So oh. I'll probably put that up there. How about you, JP? Comic book-wise, Archie Comics oh, was wow. about it. Sugar, sugar. Mm-hmm, is that them? Mm-hmm, dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that the Archie band? I think that was the first cartoon band to have a number yeah, one hit. Yeah, yeah, I think that is the Archie band. Yeah, I think so. Um, but I never, yeah, I didn't really do much in terms of comics. The books that spring to mind are always books that I read as a teenager or into my early 20s. I think same as what you were saying there, Dave, is that they're like books that probably influenced me or uh, hit home for me at that time. Yeah, sure, sure. It came along at a, a you know, a developmental stage. Yeah, I think now I tend to let things wash over me a little bit more and books don't really hit me as much. But, like, the books that I – I think I read Looking for Ella Brandy like a dozen times. Whoa. And then she – Melina Marchetta also wrote On the Jellicoe Road, which is, inc- like, amazing. Although I haven't reread it as an adult, so like late 20s, I want to reread it because I remember just being blown away because it was like there was two stories happening at the same time and then it all ties together. And I was just like, whoa, this is amazing and the characters <laughs> are sad and they're, they're like they're not just perfect people and it was sort of like the first time you could see you could be, it was an antagonist that I, not an antagonist, protagonist that I liked but she had shit qualities. Like you could see things in her that were like a real person. I was like, you kind of suck at some things, but I still, I'm still rooting for you. You know, that was kind of something. Yeah, as a cool, teenager. No, yeah, but that's a complicated character. Yeah, it was. And that was cool. And then more recently, I've liked a, a few like memoirs. I was reading um, when I was on Roadshow a couple of years ago. I was reading um, Magda Magda Sabansky's autobiography, Reckoning. And a few times I'd be reading in the back of the car and I'd just have to like put the book down and I was just staring out the window for a bit. Like it just kind of, I related to it a lot. And I was like, wow. You know that feeling? You're just like, I can't, I can't read this right now. I just had to stare out the window for a bit, feel some things. She's a great writer. So many memoirs are written by people who aren't writers who have done amazing things in different fields, but they're not writers. So you're kind of like, okay, it's a bit like, and then this happened. Yeah. And then I did this. And then this happened. Then I want a Grammy. Yeah, but hers is like, whoa, she's a great writer. So, yeah, that's my answer. I love it. (laughs) I rambled, but we got there. Did you like that, caveman? That was for you. He said he liked it. (laughs) Right. I checked with him. And we also like to do at the end of our episodes is thank a few other 
Patreon supporters. Woo-hoo! And we normally do it, Jess normally gives us a little game. And while Jess is maybe thinking of a game, I should, we should just explain that if you uh, haven't heard us talk about Patreon before, it's a, it's a way of uh, you, uh, you guys, if you listen every week, supporting the show. And if you do so, you sign up at patreon.com slash dogoonpod or check out our website, dogoonpod.com. And uh, you get to vote on topics to decide what the show talks about each week. You uh, hear a little uh, bit of gossip. Matt often has a little gossip column, if I could call it that, a newsletter type thing. And, and uh, um, yeah, I would not call it that. It's a little uh, catch up. A little catch up sesh. She gets uh, shout outs, which we're about to do now, and also uh, two bonus episodes that no one else hears every single month. So uh, if you want to check that out, it really helps the show, and uh, we thank you for it. So, Jess, what are we going to do to thank these peeps? We're going to name the locations that they. Were trapped in but survived. Oh. <laughs> okay, so we, like uh, geographical. So we'd say, would we say Peru or would we say the Amazon? Uh, it could be anything. I love it, Dave. Just before we do, do you want to apologise to someone who you butchered their name? <laughs> yes, I mean, I... we butcher people's names every week, so it's yeah. weird to apologise to a single one out, Dave. Yeah, well, I'm going to do it because I felt so bad. So I recently received a tweet about uh, two weeks ago. We thanked Amy Gibbed. Turns out that I had copy and pasted that name I incorrectly. I thought so at the time. I, I know, was like, this so can't bad. be Gibbed. Your name is Amy Gibbs and you are Dr. Amy Gibbs and I apologise and I'd like to say thank you. Oh, maybe you. that's what you put the D in for, D for doctor. Yes. Gibbed. Yes, please. You've Gib- been Gibbed. You've been Gibbed. Does that mean? She can't say Gibbs, can she? Does that mean treated? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. You walk out of the doctor's office, you've been Gibbed. You've been Gibbed. Yeah. Tell your friends. And she goes, hi, I've been Gibbed and that's... Dr. Gibbs off um, TV commercial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so Let's I do... hear from these happy Gibbed customers. <laughs> do apologise. Got Gibbed. Sorry, Amy. I'd Amy love Gibbed. to thank uh, this week, Dave and Jess, if I may. Please. Um, Please. From Philadelphia in the Pennsylvania. fair state of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Penn State, go Penguins. Uh, Andre. Ch- penguins chasing butterflies? <laughs> Go pens. <laughs> chasing pucks, Jess. So cute. Ch- chasing rings. Do they get rings if they win? They get cups. Chasing the Stanley Cup. No, they probably they often give rings, rings in American sports. They oh. probably do get a ring Yeah, they for love that. it. I love a ring. It would be cool. I mean, it's something you can wear. Yeah. On your fingers. As opposed to a, <laughs> a medallion. Which yeah, is the, which goes in a cabinet. I think the, the rugby leagues definitely follows American sports more. I bet they, they've got rings here as well. But AFL, it's all um, medallions. Medals. Medallions and cups. Uh, I'd love to thank Mr. Andre Rarig. Oh, Andre, Andre, I should say, I say Mr., but Andre. I, Andre Rarig from Philadelphia, born and raised. And? Yeah. Survived, but uh, was trapped in, but survived a playground. Where he spent most of his days. Yeah. Chilling out, Max and relaxing. What, are we talking like a slide situation? Yeah. No, they... they, There's a couple of guys. They closed the the park and they locked the gate and he was stuck there overnight, but they got out the next day. Wow. But it was harrowing. I'd love to do a report on that survival story. I'd like you to do a report too. Andre Rarig is bona fide badass. His candy ran out on day four. Uh, he was and- well and truly home by then. <laughs> Just eating candy. And he went and got more candy. Yeah, he got more candy. He was at the shop. <laughs> the oh. day it ran out, he was actually in a candy shop. Worked out real well. Yeah, it was very convenient indeed. I'd also love to thank from Lancashire in Great Britain, 
Sorry for the World Cup loss. Tasha Hargraves. Tasha I love it. It's, you're doing like a real uh, ring announcer yeah, style. Yeah, it's fun. Intro. In the red corner with the wheels of steel. No, wheels Chester's, of steel, okay. Chester's waving me off there. <laughs> uh, Tasha. I think she was lo- uh, lost in a Toyota dealership. Oh, okay. For wheels how long? Of steel. For how long? 17 minutes. Whoa. They went out to lunch, but it was a quick lunch because they work hard at Toyota. I love it. Yeah. I have one of their cars. Oh. Still going strong. Hell yeah. (laughs) It is an old car. Drive it into the ground. I will. Um, Yeah. Wow. And Tasha survived. Harrowing. So brave. So, so brave. (laughs) A couple of real, but yeah, I had had a couple of heroes to thank. (laughs) May I I thank some people? Please do. I would like to thank from Hawke's Bay in New Zealand. Sorry. Amy Rainford. Oh, Rainford. So what is it? It's what they survived or what they escaped Where from? Where they were trapped. Where they were trapped. Nobody dies in this, though. Okay. Everyone survives. Amy Rainford. She was trapped in an icicle. I was thinking a glacier. Yeah. Yes. Great. She was frozen inside of it. Wow. How long? Four Centuries. So she, um, wow! She, um, she thawed out Austin Powers style. She was thawed out Austin Powers she style. Piss, she was thawed out Encino about... Man style. She had to piss for nine minutes. Remember that scene? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. She when had I was a kid. Swedish penis pump. <laughs> That's not my bag, baby. <laughs> oh, some of it holds up, I swear. Uh, thanks, wow, Amy. I'm glad you. I'm glad you were thawed out from several centuries ago, and you've uh, taken well to the podcast. Podcast. Podcast technology. Yeah, thank you, Amy. And I would also like to thank from Maple Valley. Oh, delicious. Wow. What's WA? Washington? Do we have this conversation Washington. every time? Yeah, we do. Maple Valley, Michael Galvin. Oh, what a great. Jesus. Do it. Do I just, I've never heard such great names as so the names good. we thank at the end of the show. That's a classic American name, isn't it? Michael, Michael Galvin. Galvin. Yes. Galvin. Please, Galvinate me to you. Um, <laughs> Sorry, a little keen there, Michael. Yeah, back off. Matt, he, um, Michael was stuck inside Mount Rushmore. Wow, inside the heads. Yeah. The head library. Inside one of the That's mounds. the big head library. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, Richie Rich style? Yes. <laughs> stuck in a mouth. Which um, was actually, people don't know that, but that was actually, that film was based on Dave's life, his childhood. Yes. He had a McDonald's. Our, our had a McDonald's. Had, and we had a roller coaster machine. Roller coaster machine. It made roller coasters. Yeah. <laughs> How do you think we got the fortune? Yeah, smart. He, they worked for it. Um, well, the the people that maintained the machine worked for it. So, we paid them very little. <laughs> Michael was trapped for three days, actually. Inside the heads. Inside the mouth because he was injured. Which which president's mouth was he but in? But they... Um, LBJ. LBJ. Oh, he wasn't there. He's nah, very small head. LBJ was the... You know that Lincoln. The time that Michael was trapped, Dave, if you'd let us finish, LBJ reported to the media that Michael had been trapped inside Uh, George Jenkins. Meet George Jenkins. George Jetson. (laughs) The far left. Really? Stalin. (laughs) (laughs) That is far left. 
Anyway, continue. All right. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> I would like to thank. Well, it's my turn. I would like to thank from uh, Shaker Heights. Whoa. That is a great name. That's Shaker good. Heights in Ohio. Ohio. Gazimus to you, Nicholas Gilbert. Nick Gilb. <laughs> I love that. So Shaker Heights. Wow. Shaker Heights. I mean. Shaker Heights, Ohio. Can we go there, Dave? Can we go Dave, there, Jess? Dave, please. Can we go there, Dave? Uh, I'm looking at where it is. It's close to Akron. Ooh. Yeah, baby. So that's a strong yes from me. Tire country. Fuck yeah. And let me tell you, just the how far away steel. from Gary, Indiana, we're looking. Just a short five-hour drive from oh, Gary, Indiana. We yes. can put that on the Golden Mile trip. Hell yeah. That's another thing we should say. We're, we're, I think we're over 85% of the way to our American tour goal on Patreon. That's right. And every person we've so far thanked uh helping us get there. So thank you. Uh, Nicholas Gilbert from Shaker Heights, Ohio. Matt, where was he trapped? Uh, he was trapped inside his own mind. <gasps> wow, for how long? For three and a half million seconds. Wow. I don't know why I put it in those terms, but I just wanted to hear Dave figure it out. It sounds like a lifetime. All right, let's do it. <laughs> three and a half million. This is good radio. Jess, would you get away with this on Triple J? Have you ever had a caller text in and say, how long is three and a half million seconds? I've never had that. I've never had a caller text in <laughs> and ask that question, no. Stick to maths, math boy. <laughs> All right, three and a half million. So you've got 60 seconds in it. How, I'm Googling. I'm going, I'm going against the clock here. Oh, I, I Googled how Google. <laughs> <laughs> how Google. How long is, what did I say, three? 40 days. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's oh, a long yeah, time in your mind. Time. Similar to Jesus in the desert. So, was yeah. stuck there for 40 days and 40 nights. Yeah. Is that true or is that Noah's Ark? And Noah's Ark was more, that was a much longer. That was two of each. Yeah. It's a, di- a whole different kettle of fish. Two of them. <laughs> so he was stuck inside his own mind for 40 days. 40 days. But only wow. 39 nights. You know when wow. you just get trapped in your own head Ugh. on stage? Story of my life. Yeah. I'm, uh, just, I'm just two in my own I'm head. I'm just two in my own head. Yeah. Thanks so much. I just got to feel it. Mm. Just, you know, be there. Be present. Be in it. And finally, I would like to thank, all the way from LBJ, <laughs> I would like to thank from Blackwall, New South Wales, Chloe... Hawkins. Oh, I love that name a lot. Me too. That is a rad name. Yes. I'm a fan of Chloe. That's, That's a, a rock name. star. Good stuff, Chloe. Chloe Hawkins. Yes. That's sick. Wow. I think she was trapped in a jukebox musical. In Siberia? Yes. Wow. Like, like the bad comeback song from uh, that band that Red Simons was in? Skyhooks. Skyhooks. <laughs> Yes, <gasps> absolutely. Chloe Hawkins, thank you so much for your support from Blackwall. What a place. Let me just see if that where, if Blackwall's near Sydney and whether you'll be coming to our show. And while he's doing that, I'm going to sing a little bit of Jukebox in Siberia, which I loved as a kid, by the way, but I've been told since it's a bad song. Here we go. A Jukebox in Siberia. A Jukebox in Siberia. Well, let me just cut you off there, Matt, because <laughs> Chloe Hawkins is only, if she left now, she could be at the Giant Dwarf Theatre in one hour and 16 minutes. 
Whoa. Worth it? Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Walking or driving? Walking. I mean driving. Oh, how, far, how long walking though? Nine hours, 42 minutes. What about public transport Ooh, options? Now. Can you put it into millions of seconds? Uh, four hours, nine minutes, public transport. Oh, that's not good, is it? That's shocking. We'll pick you up on the way through. Yeah, it can't be that hard. Can you pick up with a plane? <laughs> I think if we ask nicely. Well, we'll be there in, uh, what, about six weeks. So about can you, three can, and a half million can seconds. You, can you plane pull? Oh, that's not far away, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> Zap me up. <laughs> Remember the penguin chasing a butterfly? Uh, yeah. So cute. I'm going to pull it up and show you. Let's wrap it up so you can see the cutest thing ever. All right, you guys Google it as well, and then we'll all watch it at the same oh time. And, whoa, I'm looking at it. <laughs> um, thanks so much for uh, listening to the episode. Bloody appreciate that. You want to rate us on iTunes? Always a bonus. You want to subscribe to us on YouTube? That's always nice. You want to go to our website, dogoonpod.com, and then you can see uh, all the links to everything you need to know for in ways to... Oh, my God. There are multiple videos of this happening. To contact us. And Fun while, while Jess is on YouTube, maybe I can also tell you that we're on YouTube at youtube.com slash dogoonpod. And you, if you subscribe there, we put up all the episodes there too. And there's a few other things, including live videos of some of the live episodes. Hell, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Finny Paul's last band. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Can All I right. get a hell yeah? Well, we're going to go. Gonna, Matt's getting that black tooth grin. But until <laughs> next week, I will say thank you and I will say goodbye. Later. Bye. A jukebox in Siberia. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean... If you want, it's up to you. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.